Thinking about where to domicile your next fund? We discuss how Jersey is striking a balance between innovation and stability to give GPs a fighting chance. As we reach the front lines of the Brexit saga, we discuss the no change outlook of Jersey, domiciliation trends, and Jersey Finance's brand new ESG product to help GPs from around the world battle on. Hello, listener, and welcome to the Unquote Private Equity podcast. This week, we have a special interview with Head of Funds Elliot Refson at Jersey Finance. Funded by members of the local finance industry and the government of Jersey, the not-for-profit organisation works to represent the interests of 160 member firms, encourage best practice and help local industry develop. We'll be discussing with Elliot a number of important topics affecting Jersey and the funds domiciled there. With Brexit deadlines drawing ever closer and concerned about how Brexit will affect the economy have not yet cleared, while many GPs are still firmly mired in coronavirus-related issues, Brexit is likely to cast extra uncertainty onto portfolio businesses. Refson, our interviewee today, will discuss Jersey's no-change outlook in terms of fund domiciliation and Brexit. And in addition, he'll be talking about how Jersey strikes the balance between innovation and stability. We'll discuss the organisation's exciting new ESG product, reaching out to international GPs, fast broadband, and how Jersey Finance liaises with the regulator for the best possible outcomes for its member firms. Hello, listener. We're here with Elliot Refson, a head of funds for Jersey Finance, to discuss some funds topics that are occurring right now in Jersey. Thank you very much for being here, Elliot. Uh, hi, Catherine. What do you think are the most important considerations for managers when it comes to domiciles? We, we asked the market exactly that question when we commissioned a survey to look at the key trends in fund domiciliation, the key issues with Brexit, BEPS, substance and transparency, and that they are likely to influence decision-making. The report also highlighted increased uncertainty, costs and regulatory requirements in the Caribbean jurisdictions and increased costs and reporting requirements in onshore European jurisdictions. But the number one takeaway from this report is that investors, and it is uh, the investors who primarily determine domiciliation, require jurisdictions that can offer expertise with a no-change outlook from a regulatory, legal or economic perspective. We've previously had, this is um, the second of a a series of uh, podcast that we have been um, privileged enough to record with Jersey Finance. Joe Moynihan, your CEO, spoke to Unquote in March and talked a lot about the effects of Brexit, assuring Unquote listeners that Jersey's agreements with the UK and EU won't change regardless of the outcome of Brexit. And um, so I wanted to ask from, from your perspective, from the managers that you've spoken to, what are the aspects that they find most valuable in this no change outlook? Uh, The answer to that is the certainty and robust proportional regulation that we offer. And one key element of our product offering that sets Jersey apart is our opt-in, opt-out approach to AIFMD. Being outside of the EU means that Jersey is not subject to AIFMD when targeting investors from the rest of the world. Within the EU, Jersey has bilateral relationships with its member states and established market access arrangements by the national private placement regimes. And these will not be impacted by Brexit. 
jerseys access to the UK is guaranteed under its private placements agreement there. And our regulator recently secured continued access to the UK in the event of a no-deal Brexit. Could you put that into perspective for our listeners in terms of numbers? By the EU's own statistics, only 3% of all managers are registered to market in more than three European jurisdictions. If a manager is one of the 97%, then Jersey and its European private placement agreements offer a more cost-effective and a more efficient solution outside the full scope of AIFMD. And to put some colour on that, um, we currently have in excess of 183 Jersey-registered managers who use private placements. And this is a figure that's grown 76% in the past five years. We understand also that Jersey Finance is working towards an ESG product, uh, which is currently in consultation. It'd be great to hear more about it and its purpose. And also to talk more widely about whether managers are discussing ESG more and if this is a consideration for GPs when they're discussing domicile. Well, certainly sustainable finance and particularly impact investing is experiencing significant growth. The Jersey Fund for a Wilder World has been established as a joint project between industry, government, Jersey Overseas Aid and Doral Wildlife Conservation Trust. Jersey's fund sector service providers and intermediaries and managers can contribute a share of their fees earned through sustainable investment funds to those projects. It's a voluntary scheme. It's focused on new business generated with a sustainable focus. Fund service providers can donate a minimum of 2.5% of their first year's fees. DOA will pool donations and assign them across their 10 rewilding programs where there is an immediate funding need. Contributing firms will receive a kite mark and certificate to use as authentication. And we will be launching this um, campaign publicly in January. Great, how exciting. We certainly look forward to hearing more about it here, unquote. Um, I managed to uh, kind of tap into a recent Jersey Finance Masterclass um, in which you spoke about how Jersey's government, the regulators, as well as the industry are sort of able to gather um, to address issues and innovate kind of quickly and collaboratively. I wanted to kind of dig a bit more into this. Um, how does how does this work and, and any major developments emerge from this collaboration? Yeah, so our funds industry is represented by the Jersey Funds Association trade body. Um, I sit on the committee and the marketing subcommittee as an individual and work closely with it with my Jersey finance hat on. A part of the role of Jersey finance is to liaise with the trade bodies government and industry uh, with regards to legislation, regulation and innovation um, within our robust but globally respected framework. This almost unique ap approach does work and led into our opt-in, opt-out AIFMD stance. The Jersey private fund product, which can be regulated within 48 hours. Our response to substance requirements, which were praised by the OECD. And more recently, our resilient response to COVID, the changes to our limited partnership laws in order to make it easier to port LPs from other jurisdictions to Jersey, and in the near future, our new LLC laws. 
A lot of what characterises the Jersey um, funds landscape is a sort of balance between stability and innovation. You know, you've got the no change outlook um, when it comes to Brexit, but then there's also lots of areas of innovation, such as, you know, the ESG product that you were talking about. Do you think that Jersey's kind of struck this balance well? And perhaps maybe you could talk about what kind of things they're doing to maintain that, that good balance? It's a, it's a very interesting question, um, since innovation indicates a new method, idea, product or development and implementation, while stability implies an element of no change. As a base case, a successful fund jurisdiction needs to offer stability from a regulatory, political and fiscal perspective. Um, but within this, innovation can certainly come into play. The opt-in, opt-out um, AIFMD stance is a great example of where innovation and stability have worked in tandem. In this, we, we embrace change and compliance where required within Europe, but factored in our position being outside of the EU. For other areas such as substance requirements, we have a reputation of being an early adopter. And in point of fact, in that case, what, what was written um, into law was already the prevailing best practice um, that's occurred in Jersey. A further example of innovation through simplification was the introduction of the Jersey Private Fund, uh, which was in 2017, I think. You've been recently launching initiatives such as webinars um, to attract managers from outside the EU, for example, to domicile funds in Jersey. I noticed a push for American managers. But, but the webinars, the webinars um, were a continuation of a project I started a year ago um, to diversify our, our global funds footprint by geography and asset class. We touched on the asset class element with the Jersey funds for a while, the world initiative. But in terms of geography, we started with the US, where we opened an office, um, then South Africa and the Middle East. Uh, Jersey Finance has long had representation globally, but outside of the US, it's been mainly private wealth focused. My objective was to leverage our existing networks to take our funds message to market. South Africa actually represents the eighth largest pool of capital in Jersey, uh, with entities such as Stanlib, Ashburton, Navarre, Ethos, Westbrook and Stenham having established president, uh, presences here. As we discussed earlier, the choice of jurisdiction lies with investors and a report we commissioned clearly shows that the blacklisting of Mauritius and the openness to look at jurisdictional choice is underpinned by demand for jurisdictions with a robust framework and political and fiscal stability. That's what we offer. And above that, our proposition for access to European capital offers South African managers a clear solution in terms of the private placement um, regimes, which is an area where within the report, they express specific um, frustrations with full AIFMD compliance. So I, I believe there are very clear dynamics that make Jersey attractive to South African managers. Oh, of course, it wouldn't be 2020 if we didn't discuss the coronavirus crisis. Have you seen any changes in the number of managers domiciling in Jersey due to the events of this year? And uh, do you think the pandemic um, will affect Jersey's ability to innovate when it comes to fund structuring? I think in response to the COVID pandemic, 
We've seen managers placing a new emphasis on contingency planning, um, looking specifically at the physical infrastructure, the robustness and the resilience of their fund domiciles. Further, they want to ensure that their service providers have the ability and substance to report their needs in this new environment, and even whether they are physically undertaking the work within the jurisdiction. Uh, but to your specific question, there's certainly been no slowing in the pipeline of managers moving to the island through the pandemic. Um, and equally, in terms of innovation, the LP laws, which we touched on, were enacted as the pandemic unfolded, and the LLC laws, um, which are a work in progress, are still ongoing. In that vein, um, is Jersey seeing growth in the volume and size of funds being domiciled? Funds in Jersey have seen growth of 65% over the past five years, and just over 100% over the past 10 years. And according to Monterey, the private equity venture capital space represents 56.5% of all AUM of funds in Jersey, uh, and that's a figure that's grown 144% over the past five years. And it's not just a few large funds. In terms of the number of funds, there's been a growth of 71%. Um, and one in three Jersey funds is now either private equity or venture capital. We're also seeing an increasing number of very significant private equity um, and hedge managers, for that matter, physically relocating themselves to Jersey. Well, it was great to hear from you, Elliot. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Thank you for your time. It was a pleasure. I'm afraid that's all we have time for this week. For our next series of episodes, we'll be doing something a little different. We'll be creating shorter, separate regional updates for our listeners with our dedicated regional reporters as we review 2020 and offer some insight into what to expect from 2021. Do look out for upcoming episodes and please take the opportunity to subscribe to the Unquote Private Equity podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or, of course, continue listening on unquote.com. A very big thank you to our special guest, Elliot Refson, our producer, Tim. And as always, a big thank you to you too, listener. Speak to you soon.